Welcome. Welcome to Sports Plus Life Podcast, episode number 51. Uh, episode number 51, the Ichiro Suzuki of the Sports Plus Life Podcast. Wait. Ichiro Suzuki episode of the Sports Plus Life Podcast. Um, man, Suzuki, Ichiro Suzuki, it stands out. I think just selected to the Hall of Fame as well. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I don't I got to look that up. I'm going to look it up right now. No, I won't. We don't have time for that because of what just happened. Um, you probably just saw that right now. I recorded 10 minutes of the Sports World Live podcast without the mic plugged in. I deserve that. I deserve that. That's my fault. It's for me being too excited to come on the Sports World Live podcast and talk to you guys about UFC 250. Um, and um, what a good weekend. What a good fight card it was. Few things to talk about from over the weekend, um, and I watched the UFC 250. Great card, very great card. I bet actually put bets down on the card. Um, my first time betting um, because it just became legal here in my state last month, and um, I'm able to bet now, which was really cool. Because I, I mean, I don't mind losing five dollars every now and then, you know. Um, I did put $5 down on a four-fight parlay, um, which we'll definitely talk about. Uh, Cody, I uh, know, yeah, I put Cody Stamen versus Brian Kelleher. Um, what was the other one? I remember the other one. Cody Stamen versus Brian Kelleher. Um, let's take a look here. I think I took Sean O'Malley over Eddie Wineland, and then I took Cody Sanhagen over Aljamain Sterling and Amanda Nunez over Spencer. Um, and, um, you know, if you're new to the fights, you already knew what happened. We'll talk about that here in a second. Um, but yeah, betting was pretty fun. I like it. If you have like $5 to spare and you know, there's a bunch of shit you could bet on too. Um, there's prop bets where like, for example, in the Super Bowl, there's prop bets saying, um, what do you think the, the coin is going to land on heads or tails? How long do you think the national anthem is going to last? Um, yeah, I don't know. Is there going to be rain or just shit like that? Just those are prop bets. I believe I'm, I'm mistaken. I have to uh, check out the verbiage. Um, but um, hey, you can bet on anything. You can bet on live too. So the odds change as the fight goes on. And you can, and like I said, MMA is probably a cool thing to follow, especially if, um, you know, for some, for some crazy like, uh, I don't know, for like Collie Home. Holly Holm to, let's say, let's say, for example, Holly Holm, one of the biggest upsets in UFC history over Ronda Rousey. Let's say Ronda Rousey's beating her for three rounds. Your odds increase um, or decrease depending on how you're looking at. So the money, I think the money gets a little bit bigger. So, for example, plus 900. I started learning this weekend, too. I'm stupid when it comes to betting. So um, I think if it's plus 900, you put... 100 down to win that mu- amount of money, I believe is what it is. So if, yeah, I think so. Yeah, so it's plus 900, you put 100 down, you win $900 or something like that. And then, and then if it's like minus 125, you have to put 125 to win 100, if I think, I can't remember. Anyways, so the odds get better, different. So for example, like Holly Holm just throws a freaking head kick from Mars in the fifth round and um, you bet Holly Holm to win in that fifth round, then the, I'll just get better. It's just different. I don't know how to explain it. 
but it's pretty cool. Um, it's not sponsored, but I was dra- I was using um DraftKings Sport DraftKings Sportbook or DraftKings Betting. It's on my phone, which I'm recording on. <laughs> I can't tell what it is. Um, let me see here. DraftKings Sportsbook. That's what it is, right there. DraftKings Sportsbook, which is pretty cool. I usually do DraftKings during you know throughout the year, soccer, football, MMA as well. Um, didn't do too good on that this way this weekend either. We'll get to that here in a second. Um, but yeah, check it out. It's pretty fun. I like it. I dig it. I, I don't mind losing a couple chucks here and there, you know? It just is what it is. Uh, especially with sports coming back, it makes it a little bit more exciting, fun to watch. Um, so we'll see. But anyways, UFC 250, full of bangers. You know, here we like bangers. That was full of bangers. UFC 250, uh, Amanda Nunez versus Felicia Spencer. We're going to start there. Women first. Manny Nunez versus Felicia Spencer. Two things I took away from this fight. Amanda Nunez is the queen of MMA. The goat of women's MMA. Felicia Spencer is one of the toughest chicks. Toughest women. I'm not going to call her chick. Toughest women in the sport. Um, we'll get to Amanda Nunez, but I want to talk about Felicia Spencer real quick. Felicia Spencer... So those of you who did win the watch the fight, uh, Manny Nunes did win handily, but Felicia Spencer, she—if you guys don't know who Felicia Spencer—took a short notice fight against Cyborg, took this fight against Manny Nunes, um, beat the other contender, which would have been Megan Anderson. Um, I don't know, and I don't think—I I mean, I have to d- dig deep a little bit, do a little bit of comparison. I don't think anyone has gone full rounds with Cyborg and Amanda Nunez. I just don't think anyone else has. Um, <clears throat> she is so tough, Felicia Spencer. Um, as good old JR would say, she's tougher than a $2 steak. I mean, she took... Beat, and she kept fighting back. She took a beat down and she kept fighting back. She never stopped fighting. I think she got rocked once or twice in that. I, I remember the fourth round. Um, she's a tough, tough chick. Uh, I don't know. I've talked about this before, but it's someone tougher. I mean, just like like um, very similar to Willie, Willie, Willie Zhang and then um, uh, Yohanna Champion. Uh, those are two tough chicks, but this is something different. Manny Nunez was doing what she wanted whenever she wanted. And Felicia Spencer stood in there with the GOAT, the queen of MMA, and went in five rounds. I don't, there's nobody on this planet, I don't think they can say they went full rounds with Cyborg and Amanda Nunes. Nobody. I don't think there's anybody who can say that. And that just proves to her toughness. Just unbelievable. I was blown away. I couldn't believe she could. You couldn't put her away. She could not be put away. Um, <clears throat> defended submissions. Um, she was fighting. I don't know what else to say. It was really, 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 it was amazing. But on the other hand, she fought the queen of MMA, Amanda Nunez. Amanda Nunez put on the clinic and was smiling the whole time. Um, she she made history, I think, by being the only one, the only one to, uh, wait, let me double check here, to hold both belts 
two different belts, two different weight classes, and defend them. Um, the only one to do that. Nobody else can say that. Nobody else can say that. Um, and you definitely, she's definitely top five fighter of all time. Probably second to John Jones. I think you're going to have to give her that. Um, probably. I never, I, I want to review everything. I want to make sure I give an educated, um, answer. I want to be educated before I talk on that, but there's a asterisk question mark hyphen is she the goat second goat so we'll see um we'll talk about that next time we'll talk about it next time not gonna talk about it today but what a performance by amanda uh leona is it leona lioness amanda nunez i'm gonna take a look you gotta get her name right she's a queen you get her name right you kneel you bend at the knee um you do all that kiss the ring whatever you want to do amanda Uh, the lioness, mm-hmm. Amanda Lioness Nunez. Um, she's expecting her and her girlfriend are expecting. I think I talked about that already. Um, dude, how old is she? Thirty-two years old. Tough, tough, tough chick. And uh, I think there was a video of her fighting guys, if I'm not mistaken. Let me take a look here because I want to see. Hold on. Okay. Look at this douchey shit. So I Googled it. I Googled Amanda Nunez fight a man. The first thing, stupid thing I see is, is Amanda Nunez male. I'm going to slap the shit out of someone. Who put that? No, she's not. Oh my God, dude. What the fuck? But by the way, Manny Nunez, tough, tough individual. Um, I just can't get over what a performance you put on. She put hands, feet, very complete, uh, and did the grappling, very complete, uh, performance. Mixing the hands, the feet, uh, the boxing, the kickboxing, um, defended very well, defended takedowns very well, and also did very well in the grappling, almost finished the fight in the second or third round, I believe, with the submission, maybe in the fourth round. I think it was the fourth round where what's him got rocked too. So that all happened in like one sequence at the end of the round. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you just can't, you just can't uh, deny her the queen of MMA. You just can't. I don't think there's anyone else who could touch her right now. The only other person I think could touch her, the only thing that I think would be next for her would be a fight with Valentina Shevchenko for the 135 championship. That's it. Valentina Shevchenko, my old lady, a 125-pound champion. Uh, Manny Nunez, 135-145 champion. Um, so we'll see. We are going to see. I don't know what's next. There's no Megan Anderson. Like, I don't even know. I think Megan Anderson looked good in her last one, but um, who fought on the last card, the same card as um, Felicia Spencer. And um, I think Felicia Spencer deserved to be in that, the way she survived. Um, who knows? There's like she's she's just beat up everybody. Um, she's taking out the top part. Ronda Rouse is supposed to be the beast. Knocked her out very quickly. Knocked out Cyborg. Um, Got toe to toe with Valentina Shevchenko. It looks amazing as of late, and beat her by decision, mind you. So uh, Valentina Shevchenko has got. I think this happened twice too, if I'm not mistaken. Let's pull it up. I've got it pulled up because people are stupid. <clears throat> 
Um, take a look here. Once, twice, two decisions. One unanimous, one a split decision. 2015-2017. So, um, and her last loss, 2014, to Kat Zingano. That's one person I feel bad for. Kat Zingano is the last person to beat her. Had a rough outing after the fact because she beat Zingano, I think. She beat Zingano, Zingano beat her, but ended up losing to Ronda Rousey, I think. Yep. The next fight. Then lost to Julian Pena by decision. Then by decision. Beat uh, Renau and then lost to Megan Anderson. High injury, TKO. So she hasn't had a good run now in Bellator, but that's besides the point. Um. Raquel Pennington did not know that. Um, but yeah, of course, who knows what's next for Amanda Nunez? She's gonna, um, she's made history though. She made history, and um, Kenzingano on 80 North Americans. Okay, anyway, sorry, <laughs> just saw that. Um, ADCC, when you guys remember, uh, that just popped up. You guys remember last episode of the Sports All Life podcast talking about Gilbert Burns. But not episode, of, I think on, on the uh, the mashup episode of the most underrated podcast, I believe I said that on there. ADCC, one of the more important jiu-jitsu tournaments out there. Um, anyways, so at the point. Manny Nunes, the queen, the goat, the lioness. Can't take that away from her. Can't take it away from her. But in other news, in the co-main event, it was um, Cody Garbrandt versus uh, um, Rafael Sensao. And Rafael Sensao got sent, hopefully, into next year because 2020 has not been good. Hopefully, Cody Garbrandt sent him to the future and he could take us with me. I hope I want, if, it, if that worked, I want Cody Garbrandt to knock me the fuck into 2021 because I'm tired of this year. But, man, I mean, he threw, Cody Garbrandt threw that punch. And he looks like he was reaching back to, like, you know, when you're a parent, I like people, you reach back to grab one of your kids, and then you yank them. But this time, you didn't yank them. And then, like, you just take their toy and just, like, chuck it. But it was, that's a bad analogy. It was... It was like a hop step punch without the hop step. You know, a club punch. As Jamie Foxx would say, club punch. He comes down like Guile from Street Fighter and just goes whap. Just boom. And knocks Asun Sao clean out. One punch. Clean out. Drops him. I've never seen anything like that. Um... What a way to win. What a way to end your three-fight skit. That's a good way to end your three-fight skit. Now, Sun Sal's on a three-fight uh, three skit. Um, that was amazing. And that was just like, I don't even know what it was. Like, you know, you make ice cream because it's a co-made event. Like, that's a whipped cream. And then Amanda Nunez was like cherry on top of that card. It was it was just it was crazy. It looked pretty good. Kobe Garment looked really, really good. Um, throwing different strikes, trying to keep uh, Sun Sao off. 
Zonsal was just didn't look was slow. It looked out of shape. That's what I noticed. The difference between the two. He looked very out of shape. Um, but was he? I don't know if he was or not. But he didn't look in shape. Maybe it's age. Um, don't know what it is. But yeah, I don't. Th- yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, can't explain. He kind of looked like Kung Lee. Kung Lee, you know, got a little older and was like lumbering around, but still throwing punches. You know, I don't know. But um, it was crazy. What a knockout. Um, I think that one knock performance of the night. Not knockout of the night, but performance of the night. May have gotten knockout of the night. I, I can't. I have to check this out because I don't want anyone to sit here and be like, Edgar, oh, you don't need research. I don't. Yeah, I don't. That doesn't matter to me. Awards? Like that? He deserved it. If he did get knocked out of the night, um, he deserved it because he definitely got knocked out of the night. I don't know what else to say here. Uh, Spencer, let me tell you. Don't tell me right here. Hold on. Shit. Never mind. Not that. Looking for that one right there. It was at the Apex Center. I just forgot that. UFC Apex Center. That's where they have um, performance PI, performance institution, where people can go get, all these fighters can get, you know, like this high-tech recovery and performance and training and stuff like that. Uh, Where is it at? Oh, they yeah, they were all performances tonight. Cody Garbrandt, Aljamain Sterling, Sean O'Malley, Alex Perez. All great performances. Um, Ice Erner on the card, I believe, was Amanda Nunez. Cool half a mil. I never noticed that. He posted these on Wikipedia. Cool. Um, but anyways. God, a 96K a fight isn't too bad. I'll take that. I mean, say if... Let's see, with taxes, fees, probably come away with, what, 40, 45 a fight? And then you fight three times, that's 120? I don't know about that. Never mind. Anyways, we'll talk about that here in a second. Um, Yeah, Cody Garbrandt, knockout of the night. The fight before that was a Cody Sandhagen versus Aljamain Sterling, which is the one I bet on. And Aljamain Sterling, like Aljo was like the column. Um, which I didn't do my research. I said he's, you know, blah, blah, blah. He actually won his last five fights before this. Uh, last four or five fights before coming into this fight. Um, since losing to Marlon Rice. And he jumped on Sanhagen. Sanhagen didn't know what the hell happened. It took Aljamain certainly, I think, a minute to win the fight. Um, I have it right here in front of me. Yep. Uh, minute, minute 28 in the first round. To win that fight. And um, just jumped all over. Literally jumped all over. Took his back once. Sanhagen got out. Then got his back taken again. And, and got the um, rear naked finish. Um, I didn't see that coming. I thought Sanhagen was going to be more game than he was. Sanhagen actually had a little mouth on him. Talking about, I'm doing this. I need to deserve this. I need to do that. Um, but Aljamain certainly came out there. Won his fifth or sixth fight in a row. And... Um, I think submitted a spot as a next challenger, whoever wins between Porter Jan and Jose Aldo. Um, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, that was his fifth win in a row. So, um, it's it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Um, Aljo, I, I this is what I said after the fight. Aljamain Sterling, 
should fight Marlon Marais for a number one contender match. That's just me. And the reason being, like, why not? Well, you're just going to leapfrog the guy who knocked him out cold. I just don't think that's going to happen. Because right now, Asun Sal is number one. Aljamain Sterling is number two in the rankings. If we're going off of rankings, there needs to be a contender fight right there. If you're going to make the Potter Jan versus Jose Aldo fight, because the reason why I think Potter Jan, I think Potter Jan's deserving. Um, but Jose Aldo, um, as you remember, lost to Marlon Moraes on the cards. No one else in that building thought he lost that fight. But they, they were going to try to make Jose Aldo versus Henry Cejudo for the championship. Now, Henry Cejudo retired, vacates the title, titles. And then now, you know, they're going to make Porter Young versus Jose Aldo. That's where they're making that fight. But they should make that Marlon Moraes versus Aljamain Sterling fight. I think that needs to be the next fight. Reason being is Marlon Moraes smoked Aljamain Sterling. I thought he killed Aljamain Sterling. Um, and now Aljamain Sterling is going to leapfrog Moraes like that? Um, that's, this is just me talking. There's no facts behind this. Obviously UFC runs on their own, um, their own smoke, their own, uh, whatever, um, engine. What am I trying to say here? Runs off their own shit. They do what they want. And the Dana White has gone out and said he's a contender. So who knows what happened? Anything can happen. Anything can change. People get hurt. You know, there could be an interim title. For all we know. Um, so we'll see what happens when that comes through. Um, but Cody Sanhagen, man, he put me... By the way, I think there's three four fighters from Denver or training out of Denver on this card. So Colorado's heavily represented. Heavily represented. Anyways, speaking of Colorado, Neil Wagney trains out of Denver. I think probably resides in Denver now. Neil Wagney got a decision win over Anthony Rocco Martin and... Um, that's good and... That was a good fight. Rocco Martin um, had a good second round, but Wagney took the first and third. Magny? I keep calling him Wagney. Neil Magny uh, took the first and the third. Great fight. Um, don't want to beat too much, but the one I want to talk about right now, Sean O'Malley versus Eddie Wineland. Sean O'Malley knocking out Eddie Wineland um, in the first two minutes of the first round. Now, everyone's calling this one knockout of the night. Now, let me tell you why it's not knockout of the night. Because it took two punches. People aren't showing, the early replays aren't showing that right before that, he threw a head kick. But right before that head kick, he threw a punch that rocked him. Got his head still. Got his, got him, got um, Eddie Wyland doing a little bit of a chicken dance. You know what I'm saying? Doing a little two-step, a little walk it out. And then um, kind of gained his composure. Miley threw a kick that, I don't know if Eddie Wyland took off, uh, like, auto, uh, like autopilot, just ducked it. Um, but then O'Malley throws a one, two and that two, just a straight, right drops and knocks him out cold. Um, so it took two punches. Not like Cody Garbrandt's one punch destroyer. Um, but great performance and, um, great performance of Sean O'Malley. But real quick, I want to take a look at Sean O'Malley's resume, who he's fought in the UFC. Um, he's undefeated, so he's beat Eddie Wineland, Jose uh, Chito Ver, Ch- Jose Quinones, Andre Sakama. Those are his fights, and then he also won uh, uh, Taryn Ware and Alfred Katsakan. Uh, I can't say the guy's name. The Andre Sakama, that's the one he won decision on a broken fight. Dude, props to him, man. A broken foot. Sorry, I meant to say broken foot. 
Um, you finished the fight. That's what I respect, man. He went out there, finished the fight on a broken foot, and still fought, dude. Still fought well. Um, so I mean, he just, that's the thing. You, you you could look at Sean O'Malley and be like, he has a colored hair. Then he comes in with the dreadlocks or the cornrows. I'm sorry. Um, in uh, fight night, smokes a little bit of herb, CBD or whatever. Uh, plays video games. Um, the dude can fight. He comes out here and he scraps. But you're also finding someone like Eddie Wineland, who I believe is on the downside of his career. Um, Jose Quinones. Jose Quinones, if I'm mistaken, um, out of UC Mexico, Latin America. Doesn't have had the best. Um, the uh, and had the best fights either. And not fought a lot of guys either. And so he's not really fought a, a bunch of tough guys. And now they're going to talk about reconstruction or re-signing or refiguring, whatever you call the con, your contract. Um, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Is he a star in the making? Definitely is a star in the making. UFC's kind of like making it that way too. Um, I don't know, man. I don't see. I see him as a great fighter. I know about star. Because you also look the guys I mentioned at 135 pounds. Those are the type of guys you need to fight. Cody Garbrands, Aljamain Sterling. Cody Sanhagen, Dominic Cruz. Um, you can even throw Frankie Edgar now in the mix. So Sean O'Malley, I mean, he, he's great performances, but hasn't fought a complete fighter yet. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with that dude, but he has the tools. And let's hope he gets his head on straight and still does goes out there and bangs like he does every day. Every time he goes out there. He's still exciting to watch. So we'll see what happens. I just don't, I'm just a type to be like, well, he hasn't fought anybody. That's me. I don't think he's fought anybody worth, you know, to sit here and be like, oh yeah, cool. Is he talented? Yes. But he isn't, I'm not that impressed right now. Right now. We'll see what happens. Um, a couple other fights I want to talk about. I don't want to take two. I beaten. I'm just, it was a good fight. So I want to talk about a lot of the fights on here. Um, Alex Caceres put on a great performance against Chase Hooper. Chase Hooper, the young kid, 19, 20 years old, 135, 145 pounds, I believe this fight was at 145 pounds. Caceres drops him in the first round, like sack of potatoes. He, the fact that Chase Hooper comes back and still fights, still comes out fighting. Very resilient kid, has a lot to learn. Um, his dad, Ben Askren, tweeted out he needs help taking people down. And he was like, I'll gladly take this information from you. We'll see what happens there. And um, Ian Heinish, another Denver, Colorado fighter, uh, beat Gerald Mearshart by TKO. Tough. Dude, just throws an overhand right. Just fucking. Just peppers him with that overhand right and then finishes on the ground. Dude, Colorado's represented heavily. Has been represented heavily. You, you look at people like Justin Gaethje, training out of Colorado, from Arizona. Uh, Drew Dober, from Nebraska, but training in Colorado. Um, so a lot of the, a lot of Colorado's represented heavily, heavily. Um, and then Cody Stamen was the last fight I'm talking about here. Um, except, and then one other fighter, but Cody Stamen props to Cody Stamen. One of my bets on here, the first bet, the first fight I had, um, didn't go my way. I took Brian Kelleher over Cody Stamen and Cody Stamen fought a great fight. I would have never taken the bet if I would have known 
Cody Stamen's brother had passed away about a week earlier, a week or so earlier. And he still fought, composed, still fought very, very well, and obviously got the win um, against tough Brian Kelleher. Brian Kelleher was throwing, <laughs> was throwing bombs and was trying to take his head off. Um, but props to Cody Stamen for finishing the fight. Um, you know, and it, you know, yeah. you can't imagine what he's going through. Losing a brother, younger brother. Um, just, just crazy times for everybody and, and the, something like that to happen. Just like me, um, uh, a couple of episodes ago, episodes ago, 49, I talked about losing my grandmother. Um, uh, it's just not easy, man. It's just, and for him to do what he did to go in, finish his training camp, come in, do the face-offs, weigh in all within COVID-19 protocol and all this stuff, go out there, put a performance he did. Um, amazing. My hats are off to him, and um, who knows? Who knows what's gonna happen? He's a hundred thirty-five pounder. This fight was one hundred forty-five pounds, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, one hundred forty-five pounds. Um, he wants to go back to one hundred thirty-five pounds. So we'll see what happens. I, you heard me call out the dogs. Maybe Stamen versus uh, um, what's his name is next. What's his name? I just forgot. It's Sean O'Malley, <laughs> Sugar Sean O'Malley. Who knows? Who knows? You're probably looking at the next fight. Um, <clears throat> one of the uh, Devin Clark was fought on the uh, beat Alonzo Menafield. One of the fights I didn't watch. I remember what I was doing. I forgot. I think maybe it was cooking, eating, probably eating. If anything, go figure. Um, Devin Clark came out. I tweeted it out. Or not a tweet, but I Instagrammed. Um, put it on my story. I believe is came out showing the support for the Black Lives Matter movement kneeling and throwing the fist up um, during his introduction, which is pretty cool. I thought it was cool. And ended up getting the dub too. Looks like it was a hard fought because when I, I caught the end of it and he was all cut up and they were beating the shit at each other in the cage. I, I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it. But that was it. Yeah, two, UFC 250 was amazing. Um, great card. Fun to watch. Very emotional. Given the circumstances, given what's going on, just to, I mean, it just it's crazy times right now. Um, but that was just a breath of fresh air. Um, I totally forgot what was going on when I was watching the fights. I was live tweeting to the fight, so you could find me on uh, Twitter at Sports Plus Life is where I tweet from, or M R A K A C O. You can also find me on Instagram, Sports Plus Life, and M R M M R A K A C O, um, and Twitch M R A K A C O, which I'll be streaming here today, and um. Yeah, you can follow along. We discuss discuss amongst yourself. You guys remember that? From Saturday Night Live, Mike Myers. Anyways, none of you guys don't remember. All seven of you won't remember. Um, but after the fights, um, I want to lead in with the fights because they deserve it. Everyone on that card deserves, um, deserves praise. Everyone fought hard, fought well, uh, put on a great show, entertain us in a crazy-ass time. Shortly after the fights, Conor McGregor tweeted selfishly that I've decided with more consideration uh, with ink that I'm going to retire from fighting. Come on. First off, very selfish. You could have waited till fucking Monday today or Sunday to do this. But instead, you had to do it right after the fights were over. Take the shine away from a man who just cre- who just who just um, completed history 
by being the champ champ, something Conor McGregor knows nothing about, and defending the championships. Defending both championships. Something Conor McGregor knows nothing about. But he said he wanted to make it about himself. They didn't think this through. Conor McGregor's not retiring. Let's get that straight. There's no way a guy who craves attention this much is going to retire from this sport. There's no way. We'll hear about another fight with him here, pre, you know, here very soon. I'm, I guarantee it. Apparently, and this is why, same thing, I'm taking my ball and leaving with it. Um, they wanted to make the Justin Gaethje fight versus Habib um, in September. And then instead of making Conor McGregor versus Gaethje. Listen, man, there are a lot of other fights that Conor McGregor could have taken. Could take another Diaz fight. Probably could have taken a Jorge Masvidal fight. Um, the one thing I never fault Conor McGregor for, and I've said this before, they're going to fault the guy for not fighting. He'll fight. Um, he'll definitely fight. But this is one of those cases where he's not being, he's not going to be the company man. And say, well, I'll wait for this fight. Sure, I'm waiting this long. I'll do this. And plus, there's no way Conor McGregor is going to end his career beating Cowboy Cerrone. There's no way he's going to do that. There's still so much more for him to do in the sport. Um, believe it or not, there's still a lot of cool fights he could make and still make a lot of money because we all know it was all about the money for him. If it's not about the money, you wouldn't be walking around in these Lambos, walk around in these Versace shirts, shirts, these stupid robes, wouldn't be buying all these watches. It just, there's no way. Just is no way. Um, and the reason why his company, Proper 12 Whiskey, is doing good because he's fighting. He has somewhere to put it out there. UFC fights. He has a contract right now with UFC, sponsorship contacts with UFC to get Proper 12 out there. But a lot of people don't notice that because... He's not going to be fighting. If he's going to be fighting, no one's going to notice that proper 12 back there. They're like, oh, I need some whiskey. No, it's because of him. There's no way he leaves this fight game. Um, but very, very selfish. He could have waited a day or two. But no, I had to go out there. And then he posted a picture of his cake. Oh, happy retirement, daddy, which Ben Askren later retweeted. It took me a second to look at it. This cake is from Dylan Dennis. <laughs> you guys don't know who Dylan Dennis is. Yeah, he's just, uh, uh, yeah, he's just, a belt or fighter, um, credentials, a good jujitsu fighter. Um, right now, I think he just broke his leg not that long ago. No, it was, it was Vinny Magalesh who broke his leg, I believe. I don't know, but Dylan, yeah, Dylan Dallas, uh, I think he's out right now with training with the injury, anyways. Um, Bellator fighting, which leads me to I'm talking about Bellator fighting and leads me to people wanting to step away from the game. Being released from the contract, all uh, John Jones, who we talked about not too long ago, Horry Moswell just came out saying the same thing, and now Conor McGregor taking his ball and running, um, talking about wanting more money. Now Danny White came out and said over after you know UFC 250 and his post fight presser, and I agree with him. We live in a crazy time right now. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? I mean, people are going to have money. He doesn't know what's going to happen with the company here in a couple months. Um, he's just trying to keep the ball rolling. He's trying to keep the bus moving, as he said. Um, who knows is going to have money to buy these pay-per-views. Um, well, John Jones, I don't know, don't know the exact number. They, I heard 10 million. I heard 30 million. They wanted to fight Francis Ngannou. Does he, does John Jones deserve money? I believe so. I get it. 
I think John Jones does deserve money. Um, Jorge Masvidal, and I've said this before, he's taking advantage of it. What have you done for me lately? Well, he's shown what you've done for me lately. He wants more money. And he talks about being in this game 16 years, but inconsistently 16 years. I mean, if you guys ever watched Bellator, he actually was on the first Bellator card. Um, ended up winning that fight. He also another card where he got choked out by an inverted triangle. He's had some boring fights in the UFC. Damian Maya, I believe. Um, I'm trying to think of someone else, but there's a consistency thing here. Um, John Jones definitely has it. it. Checks all those boxes as far as fighting goes. Um, same thing with Conor McGregor. He'll come out here to fight. He'll put on entertaining fights. He checks all those boxes consistently. He'll put out an entertaining fights. So. There's a lot of difference. Uh, what am I do? Why do I forget? I'm just spacing the shit out. A lot of different variables here for people who want a lot of money, but do they check the boxes? Um, anyway, I'm talking about Bellator. Where are you gonna like? What where would anyone go right now? No other organization is up and running right now. One FC, no one FC, no Bellator. Um. No World Series of Fighting, which I think is a fight league, or I can't remember what it's called, PFL, Professional Fight League. I think that's what it's called now. Um, there's nowhere else for these people to go. Like, no one else can go out and fight anywhere. Belter's not putting it. They haven't announced a return yet for fights. UFC is putting on... He's making chicken... I've said, I've said this before, making chicken salad of chicken shit. Um, is what they're doing. They are trying to keep people's incomes coming in. They're doing their best to put these fights on. Um, they're doing the best to entertain us as well. So Matt prompts the UFC. I don't blame the UFC for being like, listen, we got bigger fish to fry. Like how are we going to keep all these other thousands of employees and, uh, uh, you know, head afloat. I think giving somebody more money and people going on Twitter, not like men, but going on Twitter and saying, release me from my contract, and I'm retiring. I just don't get that shit. But with that being said, who knows what's going to happen next month or the month after. Um, No one knows what's going to happen next week. Will there's still protests going on weeks, you know, probably a couple more weeks. Who knows what's going to happen? There's so much other shit going on in, in this lovely earth that, I'm sure Dana White and the, everyone else has their attention elsewhere. I don't blame him. But but Conor McGregor is not retiring. He's not going to leave this sport. Not anytime soon. 31, 32 years old. Still in his prime. Yeah. Give me a break. Give me a fucking break. Come on, man. That was so selfish. I, I didn't like that shit at all. That pissed me off. Um, what do you expect from a guy who punches old people? And, you know, fights old people, throws, uh, what is it, dollies into people, into a bus with more innocent people. And what do you expect from a dude like that? This is what it is. Props to him as a fighter taking fights. Kind of a douchebag, though. Douchebag move. Um, that's really bad. All I had, I mean, all I had scheduled today, all I had to talk about, it's a lot of fighting. Um, this shirt, though, it is. This one was made by Edgar as well. Edgar made my my 50th episode shirt. Uh, made this one for me as well. 
Um, I will tag him in here so you guys get to get a hold of him. Let's see if we hook you up with a couple of shirts. He hooked me up because I'm his homie. We're named Edgar, we're Edgar Kang for life. Por vida. We have the three little dots right here. We're not taquaches as people, if you guys don't know what, I don't even know what a taquache is. We don't have the stupid fucking haircut that Edgar's have that people, people like posting about. Get out of my face with that shit. Um, but I think baseball, let me see. I read it. I pulled it up here. Where's it at? Um, source. All right. Damn it. Uh, hold on. I just had it. Let's see if we refreshed here. Um, 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 um. The uh, MLB proposes proposal to union has six seventy six game season, so they they had another proposal seventy six game season and then seventy five percent payout uh players prorated salary over seventy six game season about one seventy six game season about one point four three two billion in total compensation of that nine hundred eighty nine million would be in straight salary and four hundred forty three million in money paid if the playoffs take place because of fears of second wave. The coronavirus league has said it wants to end the regular season September 27th and have its postseason go no later than October. So baseball, we'll see, man, baseball. I honestly, at this point, um, all the stupid negotiations, just so how shitty the league is, how base shitty baseball is, how outdated baseball is. Um, baseball is just, it just, it's always been in a flux. No, I, I, I remember, I don't, I don't know very too many people. A lot of people that go to the games to watch baseball. A lot of people go to party. It just, it's not a standard anymore. It's not, um, it's just not, a, it's not a sport. I would like my kid to play if I ever have one. Like I would do anything in my power to keep him from playing it. Um, so many politics. It's not fun for a lot of people anymore. Um, is the money crazy? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's very, I think you take a look at, you know, the way the sport is set up. It's a slow sport, methodical sport um, for quick you know, quick bangers, just quick hit a ball, catch it, throw it to the first baseman, slide, dive, take a ball. You you hit it out in the outfield, outfield, just chase after it. Maybe gun someone out at home plate, first plate, second plate, second base. It's just not for what the people are getting paid and what we're actually worried about right now. It's just not worth it anymore. I don't want to watch baseball. When baseball comes back. What the fuck am I going to watch? I'm not going to watch it. Don't, I mean, I don't think I've watched it now with all these people here. Um, for me, it's just not. I'd rather no one get paid. No one played baseball. Just throw the season away because they still can save a season. A lot of, I mean, they still can have a full season, like almost a pretty good chunk of season. And um, I'm still making it entertaining, but there's, what's not entertaining is these negotiations people are going through. Owners are selfish. I mean, everyone's just selfish and just throw away the whole season to start over next year. 2021, we'll see baseball again. Yeah, I just don't get it. 
But um, anyways, yeah, I wanted to start out with the good news, the good card, the breath of fresh air, given what's going on in this world right now, the UFC 250. And UFC has done a great job of giving me breath, you know, just me in general, a breath of fresh air from everything. So props to UFC. Um, props to you guys for tuning in to Sports Feels Life Podcast, episode number 51. Um, that's all I got. That's all I have. Um, I'm going to try to make this better next time. We're, I'm getting better here. Um, you might even see a new intro here. I'm working on it right now as we speak. New intro, new logo for show. You saw it on the last Sports Buzz Life podcast. Um, but that's it. Holler at me. Hit me up. M-R-A-K-A-C-O. Instagram and Twitter. Sports Buzz Life Instagram and Twitter. Twitch. M-R-A-K-A-C-O. YouTube.com slash Sports Buzz Life. Hit me up. What you guys want to talk about. You guys, whatever. What you guys want me to change. I'm open to everything. But I'll block out everything i don't want to talk i'm doing things my way like frank sinatra um a couple things to look at. i'm gonna i might talk about next time just give you a heads up rick flair farewell farewell on the uh, wwe network last ride undertaker wwe network um in your house happened last night i wasn't that impressed and then um bruce lee like water still gotta watch that and uh coming up the longest summer, the long yard summer, came in the Mark McGuire and the Sammy Sosa one coming up. Keep your eye out for all that. Um, but NBA will be returning soon. Trainings will be turning soon. Football training camps will be starting next month. Lots to look forward to. So given um, we're all safe, everything's Gucci, we'll be all right. So more content coming soon. Sports with Life podcast. Thank you for joining me. Episode number 52 next week. I'll see you guys next week. Hopefully this shit worked. Um, Because I recorded 10 minutes earlier without this damn mic plugged in. And I will see you guys next time. Later.